Hello and welcome to the Green Business Podcast, a show about climate entrepreneurs and their exciting businesses. I am your host Bharti for these weekly conversations about scaling up a climate-driven business. India faces huge shortage of grain fodder for its livestock, and this mostly affects small dairy farmers who depend on sale of milk for their livelihood. In the next 5 years the gap between fodder demand and supply is expected to grow to about 40%. My guest today is Vasant Kamath from Hydro Greens which is solving the problem of green fodder availability for dairy farmers by allowing them to grow their own fodder sustainably through its solar powered hydroponic fodder stations. Prior to Hydro Greens Vasant worked for nearly a decade with Target the US based departmental store where he headed innovation uh, then he got fascinated by dairy farming and traveled all over india to understand ground level issues he then teamed up with his friend jivan to start hydro greens in 2017 hi vasant welcome thank you very delighted to be here uh, wasn't uh, curious to know why you wanted to solve for dairy farmer you mostly have lived in cities where we only see milk packets uh, so how did you discover this opportunity it was uh, an instance where we were doing a vertical farming project trying to solve uh, a separate issue of growing cotton uh, where uh, i encountered uh, in um, problem where a dairy farmer was facing this is right in mysore um and that caught me astonished and i could relate to the problem uh, because it was part of my childhood bringing uh, coming uh, growing up as part of my childhood i used to love feeding cattle we used to have cattle back in our uh, house um and i could completely relate to that problem and uh, that's how you know i discovered this and then when you started researching it it is a very big problem that has lingered pretty long okay so that's fantastic uh, now tell us about hydro greens what does it do so uh, you know we started with the uh, designing and deploying uh, small individual systems uh, for farmers so that they can grow their own fodder and very soon we realized that uh, you know the utilization of the system access to quality seeds and uh, a couple of other challenges with respect to affordability uh, all of that were there with individual systems and we were thinking how do we still create access to uh, high protein green fodder around the year even in harsh climates so that the loss of that dairy income which is you know 15 to 25% could be restored and you know people could have the confidence to sustain and grow that because you know uh, one third of their income comes from livestock Hmm. Uh, so so then we came up with a model of fodder station today what we do is uh, uh, design a solar powered completely solar powered uh, climate moderated vertical grow house in which uh, one could grow and sell the fodder directly uh, to the dairy farmers in the vicinity or near to the milk collection center and now instead of a uh, you know 20000 or 40000 system you can access the same fodder just about 40 rupees a day every day a tray um and there is an incremental milk impact of 1 to 3 liters in you know potentially you could re- reduce feed concentrates by a kg as well uh so it works out pretty good for a farmer we expect 38 rupees net profit uh, per cattle per day 
and we think we have struck this model pretty good we have uh, uh, worked in extreme climatic regions and uh, yeah that's what we do today okay so let me summarize you started with selling individual hydroponic stations to farmers and now it has uh, become like a community fodder station and that is uh, manned by franchises who who, who manages that so uh, yes it could be a franchisee it could be a cooperative it could be ourselves uh, we are looking forward to bringing in more and more partners to set this up and we're doing this ourselves too okay so okay so then either you or a partner is uh, is managing that uh, that station and how does hydro green make revenues what is your revenue model so uh, we have a one time margin when we you know build and set it out for other partners hmm. um for us when we set it up uh, we have a constant revenue source uh, by selling fodder every month um and the fodder station is not also equipped to do alternate crops during uh, non lean periods like when you know the rainy season or you know sometimes during the winter season but you know basically it has the capability to do multiple things but the idea is that we'll be able to support farmers um with all that they need uh, in terms of keeping their livestock up and running okay so so in terms of your revenue model you uh, you know this is like a upfront sale in some cases it is upfront sale uh when when you are not managing it and then then there is a recurring income uh, uh, through some kind of uh, royalty fees or something like that no we don't have any royalty fees uh, uh we have a small maintenance contract where we look after all the data that is coming in from these fodder stations um especially the solar usage um the climate data uh, for every fodder station so we have a very small nominal maintenance cost and and uh, we would provide a lot of market linkages to all these fodder stations and we're also exploring multiple other opportunities where fodder station could expand into additional relevant services that could be brought in a consistent form to all fodder stations okay so revenue model is one, largely one time sale of the fodder station to to a franchisee or whoever is uh, buying it in case you yeah. are managing it then then the revenue comes from uh, sale of fodder and another crops okay correct okay and if we see these uh, hydroponic solutions there are a number of companies that offer fodder related hydroponic solutions so what makes uh, hydrogreens different I think uh, uh, we've perfected solar addition to it one and uh, uh, we've made it completely miniaturized and in a box so we could ship any part of the country um so our design is extremely versatile and modular uh, modular and we also have uh, anti fungal features now one of the biggest challenge in, in hydroponics is uh, fungus and algae um and so we have features that are providing 99% protection against that fungus it's 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 multiple parts to it and so the, i think that differentiates us significantly and you know the results are seen in our forest station in rajasthan which is completely operated by a community hmm okay so so the you are saying that the product is different uh, technically superior to other um, other similar solutions that are available is there any difference in the services that you offer or Um we are building on it right now uh yeah. for example in every fodder station uh we would love to provide uh, consistent quality of seeds 
at consistent price throughout the year hmm. if the franchisee chooses to um that is one service i think will differentiate a, a lot of uh, um you know other people nobody is doing that actually hmm. um and then you know uh, we would bring market linkages to alternate crops uh, that are produced in the forestation so for example wheat grass rice to mushrooms uh, we'd be able to bring a buyback offer to all our franchises okay okay so so these are there are these uh, support services for people who are growing fodder so when Correct. season fodder can be sold but in seasons when fodder is not in demand you would help them grow and sell alternate crops Correct, and also, Bharti, uh, we are taking up the national level campaign for carpet fodder. We call it the carpet fodder because it is easy to communicate uh, to the farmer um, because it's new, and so there hmm. there are many questions in their mind as to how much to feed, how much not to feed, what's the impact. Uh, so there's a lot of education and awareness around it, and we are taking on that responsibility uh, to educate the farmers and also to drive uh, the traffic to every fodder station. Okay, and uh, can you now talk about the unit economics for farmers? I know you earlier you mentioned something about yield, etc. But but please put it in simple terms. How much does it cost to you know to incrementally vis-a-vis -vis the whatever else they can buy, and what do they get? Okay, so uh, a tray is priced at about forty bucks, and uh, you know a tray is anywhere between five to seven kg, which is the optimal mix for a cattle a day. Fifteen um, percent inclusion in its total diet. When you feed a tray, you get one to three liter more milk, um, priced at thirty rupees procurement price. Our customers have reported in an average one point eight to one point nine, so taking two liters there. um and so 2 liters is 60 rupees and you can reduce feed concentrates and other mixtures by 1 kg total dry matter um and that gives you a savings of 18 rupees so the total is 78 the cost of a tray is 40 so per cattle per day your net profit is 38 bucks hmm okay and it remains consistent uh, irrespective of whether the you know whether the farmer has other things that would Uh, that would impact the yield of the cattle right to you know dry fodder or other services other things yes 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 so this is meant to be i mean we are putting more of these in dry and arid regions where they typically feed a lot of dry fodder and feed concentrates and it causes uh, uh, the yield to be lower than its potential right green fodder is the principal diet of uh, Um, uh, cattle, which needs to be around 20 to 25 kgs every day, yeah. uh, but we are in regions where this is not at all available. Hmm. And and where, why are we short on green fodder? Because we don't have land, or or we don't have water, or what is the reason? Multiple multiple reasons. I mean, uh, uh, the the topmost is the climate change and the fragmented land holdings. Hmm. Um, so you know, a farmer typically having a, a two acre land, uh, if he is dedicating at least 23000 square feet or one third of that patch to grow fodder it's available to you every 60 days and after that every 30 days and it's perishable in 2 to 3 days hmm. so it is inconsistent availability of that 
and during the summer season these days last few weeks we have got so much of distress calls from farmers asking for fodder uh, uh, to be delivered right away and uh, you know we have been selling out of everything that we have been growing so inconsistent availability re- reduction in uh, land holding depleting groundwater extreme dry events um, and so on so forth there are many 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 reasons for it hmm. okay and uh, can you talk a little bit about where you are in your journey uh, how many units you have sold already also please talk about your how do you reach farmers it must be hard to reach farmers right uh, so how do you reach them so so far with individual systems we have deployed about 200 uh, plus systems across the country and understood the geography challenges in the last mile um the concept of fodder station we tested during the second pandemic uh, yeah. it was very difficult but from concept to uh, you know we are today within a year we have uh, uh, set up two which is completely operational third one is getting constructed and there are 150 plus inquiries in the pipeline that we are very confident that we'll be able to convert so that has seen very strong traction the fodder station model hmm and we plan to continue that it had been very difficult so we always work with last mile partners uh, uh, to get in front of the farmers uh, but i think right now going forward we look at a strategy where uh, we would create an inventory of milk collection centers and uh, set up for the stations around these hmm. okay and you will find people who would be wanting to own them and run them and and you will enable the finance also um finance we have financial partners so look just to give you a high level uh, uh breakup i mean the capital cost uh, to set up uh, a fodder station which is 2000 square feet completely solar powered with a 3 kilowatt solar uh, system is roughly about 16 lakhs plus taxes right hmm. and uh, this can be uh, you know the break even period is about 3 3 and a half years ebitda percentage is roughly around 28% and this is on a blended model where uh, we grow fodder for 5 or 6 months and alternate crops for the rest of the month um so we look forward to bringing on more franchises to set this up in the in the rural hinterland mm-hmm. and uh, scale it that way yeah mm-hmm. okay and you are finding the financing partners who can Uh, help uh, these entrepreneurs Correct. with the capital. Correct. So I'll take the example of government of Meghalaya, uh, which is uh, you know has been very supportive. They've come and seen the forestation. They've looked at our work, and so they are providing interest-free loans to cooperatives, mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic because we've always told that this model is. so super for you know uh, women self help groups and cooperatives or rural micro entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs who want to come and work in the rural side um and every year you have a revenue potential of uh, about 16 to 18 lakhs um and you know you, that that's transformational right for a sg which is yeah. not seen a consistent revenue that's transformational and so that we are very excited about that so that's an example of how financing could happen um but there are many other agencies to whom with whom we are talking to um and who can bring that finances onto the table wonderful and uh, wasn't lastly uh, climate mitigation impact of hydroponic solution is not really fully understood you know i understand that these are lot more energy intensive than conventional cropping now can you compare 
uh, you know hydrogreens versus conventional fodder growing and and tell us how and why hydrogreen is more climate friendly so see uh, hydroponics in general uh, across the world delivers on water savings quantum leap of water savings um so to give you an example a conventional fodder grown on ground takes uh, around 70 to 120 liters per kg of fodder uh, whereas hydroponically grown takes 3 to 5 per kg of fodder okay mm -hmm. and this is common worldwide i mean yeah. you take any crop there's quantum savings of water what we have differentiated is using in extreme climates you know we are not putting ac heater and all that we're using solar power um you you know your power availability is limited but you have that available throughout the year throughout the day um because of that we are almost carbon neutral right now um we and, and tender the fodder lower the methane so we are able to reduce uh, methane emissions by cattle and most importantly you know 70% of the workforce in livestock are women and uh, you know they have to go long way find the fodder, cut it, hold it on their head and bring it to the shed. That drudgery is roughly around four hours for 182 days for women. And I think we are eliminating that uh, by setting up easy round the year access, high protein fodder right next to them. Yeah, right. I, I understood the, you know, the impact on women who are working in dairy farms. And uh, so it seems like water, there is substantial saving. And there, there is saving uh, in terms of lower methane emissions by cattle because this could be easy to digest. Uh, but I still don't get the energy part. Uh, so can you talk about it a little bit? So suppose you were to grow it in the farm, you have a 5 HP uh, pump that runs uh, for at least you know two, three hours to uh, push the water into the farm. Uh, that could be um, um, avoided. There are massive tractors, uh, diesel-powered tractors that you need to go cut it uh, and bring it to the farm. All of that is avoided. Um, in future, we're looking at delivering fodder through electric vehicles or electric rickshaws. Um, in, in you know, it's very close by. It's it's coming. Yeah. So all of those GHG emissions can be uh, avoided. Um, and you know. Uh, even in our fodder station, we're not using anything from the grid. So all of that energy is coming from solar. So that much amount of GHG emissions could be avoided. Okay, got it. So it's completely solar powered and incrementally, uh, the total power consumption is may also not be very different from what happens in the field. If it is a large field where fodder has to be, uh, you know, cut and you have to use uh, diesel driven power for uh, irrigation, right? Right. Bharti, I want to add that the numbers that I mentioned on the methane emissions, we're looking forward to auditing of those numbers, yeah. uh, whereas the impact is completely validated by our farmers. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, that's that's wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and it has been wonderful talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Green Business Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fine Train, an advisory firm that supports green businesses in fundraising. You can read more on us on finetrain.com. Thanks again and see you next time.